Welcome to the Listening Circle 2020 Album Awards. Our Discord server has just voted for our top 15 albums of the year. And in addition, we have some specific awards for some of the albums, so we will announce those as well. These award categories were all submitted by people in the Discord, so we voted on them, and the winners uh, won some Bandcamp gift cards. Top winner won a music t-shirt of his choice, which he'll be selecting soon, and uh, I think we picked some really excellent categories. So we've got a lovely cast with us today. These are all the winners of the competition based on the albums they submitted, so congratulations to everyone here. Um, and we're just going to go uh, alphabetically by username here. So uh, everyone say hi when I give your name. Uh, we have Emmett. Howdy. And we got Dante. Hello. I was forced to fight for my job here, but okay. <laughs> nice. Uh, we have Grant. Hey there, everybody. How's it going? Yo. And uh, last but certainly not least, we have Shane. What up? And Shane was also the uh, winner of the category award, which we'll go over in a second once I announce what all the categories are. So um, I will go ahead and do that now. The categories for today that we'll be announcing the winners of, uh, Shane's selected category was Best Lyrics of 2020. So uh, he was the winner of that top voted category. Great job to him. The nominees for that category were... Uh, albums by Clipping, Fiona Apple, Idols, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, Run the Jewels, and Taylor Swift. Our second category we'll be announcing is the 2020 Anthem Award. Uh, that was submitted by Dante. Uh, nominees for that were Idols, King Gizzard, Run the Jewels, and The Strokes. Then we have Best 420 Album, also submitted by Dante. And that was uh, with a lot of albums uh, in the running for this one. We had Acid Mammoth, Boris, Deftones, Kali Uchis, Crewing Bin, King Gizzard, Slift, and Thundercat. And then lastly, we had Grant's category, Best Night Drive Album, which uh, we had Clipping, Dua Lipa, Kevin Morby, One O Tricks Point Never, Rina Sawayama, and The Weeknd. So stay tuned to see which albums win all those awards. One last thing before we get into it. This competition could not have happened without our super awesome Discord server, which was already pretty active going into 2020, but has recently exploded in popularity thanks to the pandemic, thanks to Among Us, and the movie nights that Grant has been hosting, the memes all of us have been sharing, all sorts of super fun stuff. So if you want to be a part of that, check out the description of the Spotify podcast or the YouTube video, wherever you are. Um, there will be a link to the Discord server. Um, we're always looking for more people to join us and hang out with us. So let's begin. I'll go over the top 15 in order. And when we encounter an album that won an award, we'll stop and talk about it. So firstly, our number 15 album of the year was Future Nostalgia by Dua Lipa. This was sort of like a throwback 80s uh, synth pop-ish album. And it was also a nominee for Best Night Drive Album, uh, which I was kind of gunning for this one personally to uh, to at least have a high spot in that one because I thought it was a perfect Night Drive uh, sort of atmosphere. But um, yeah, did anyone else anyone else listen to the Dua Lipa album? What did you guys think of it? Um, I didn't listen to it a lot. I listened to um, Don't Start Don't Start yeah. Don't Start Now. Yeah, don't start now. I should know because I listened to it on repeat this year. Like that was oh, like, yeah. yeah, yeah, that song and then the intro to that album. 
also um i really really dug but yeah i really liked um kind of similar to uh jesse ware who i'm sure will pop up in our discussion uh kind of like a throwback sound um a lot of fun poppy but um still like pretty pretty good stuff you know um good shit i i am a fan i actually had the opposite effect on me really yeah i didn't get into it very much i mean i I, okay i guess it just didn't hook me like the jesse Ware album i guess since i had my preconceived notions about dua lipa versus i had my i had no notions of jesse Ware. I think I was having more of a thing like, okay, if this album is as good as everybody says, let it impress me to that level. And I guess I just it just didn't do it for me in that aspect. But I guess I should listen to it maybe a th- you know a third time maybe, yeah. um, to really see if past the notions part because I've already dropped the notion of it. So maybe if I'll go back and listen to it and see if I really do enjoy it. But overall, I didn't I didn't enjoy it as on the level Jesse Ware album because I love that album. Yeah um yeah we'll definitely be going over the jesse ware album that's that's somewhere in here but uh we'll leave it a surprise as to where that exactly was so moving on uh 14 was king gizzard and the lizard wizard with kg um and that was also our runner-up for best 420 album which i thought was very fitting um and yeah it's a cool kind of psychedelic rock album king gizzard's super prolific they come out with a ton of albums every year and uh I thought this one was really good. Had kind of a like Middle Eastern vibe, um, sort of a new sound for them. But um, yeah, I like that one a lot. Anyone else want to throw out some quick comments on it? I do have to admit, Automation Slaps. That was yeah. a good song. Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was really great too. Um, the Middle East uh, vibes or whatever, like, um, and those melodies like totally not expecting them but they work so well and i feel like king uh king gizzard is really good at like whatever they're trying out in terms of their sound like they almost always excel at and um yeah i was just i was really impressed and there's a lot of tracks on there that i straws in the wind is a 2020 vibe as well in my opinion that track (laughs) like definitely feels like it could fit it fits very well for the 2020 vibe in my opinion Hell yeah. Totally agree on that. Um, okay. Number 13 was Carly Rae Jepsen with Dedicated Side B. Um, I don't have a whole lot of thoughts on this. I did listen to a few of the tracks. I thought it was pretty good. Um, it was also nominated for Best Boogie Down Album, uh, but did not win that. But I did think that was a fitting nomination. Uh, but yeah, any thoughts on that one? It's uh, It's been a super uh, important year for music that is for the gays. And I feel like, <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah, brother. Well, yeah. And as a gay, I have to say that this is one of the albums that really stuck out to me. I also felt like this year um, we had music that would have been amazing in like a club setting or in a party setting. Yeah. And 2020, the albums that were delivered, we ended up getting something where it's like, it's okay that we didn't have the dance floor. We, it's okay that we didn't have the club. And I feel like Dedicated was Carly trying like stepping out into some new areas and with her side B, she kind of takes it back into where she's more comfortable. So it's less adventurous, I would say than dedicated side a, but for people who are obsessed with Carly Rae Jepsen, like me, it's medicine. (laughs) As someone who is not obsessed with Carly Rae Jepsen and who is bisexual, I actually quite enjoy this album. 
<laughs> I don't because I, I was like going into well that was okay so I had the opposite effect I was saying with Dua Lipa about the preconceived notion I had a preconceived notion I'm like I'm gonna hate this I'm gonna hate this listen to it kind of cried <laughs> Carly's like that man she's incredible and she not on any of this but she also released an amazing Christmas song I'm not usually one for original Christmas songs but she wrote the perfect one for 2020 it's called it's not Christmas till somebody cries and there's a lyric about your grandpa stealing your weed gummies. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I got to check that one out. I'm sad I didn't listen to this. <laughs> it, yeah, Guess hey. what? Me, yeah, me I know too, what I'm doing after this. Part. <laughs> That's, what get. That's what you get for being a straight white male. <laughs> True. <laughs> okay, number 12. This one was kind of a surprise to me, but I listened to it afterwards and I, it was better than i expected um this one was uh junkie xl with the sonic the hedgehog soundtrack oh my um, god it's so good <laughs> what yeah yeah um, oh wait what yeah, number I, 12 okay, I, that movie. I watched that what? movie i don't remember the soundtrack okay i'm gonna throw this out there i'm probably gonna get a lot of heat but uh sonic the hedgehog is an objectively better movie and soundtrack than tenet Ooh. I wouldn't fight you on that at all. I wouldn't fight you on that at all. Anyway, the Sonic soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah, the Sonic soundtrack. It was it was good. I like I said, I didn't expect to see that one on there. Uh, but then I listened to it. and I was like, okay, it's like definitely like definitely a good soundtrack. Um, like as a soundtrack, but also like as an album in general. Um, well, Junkie XL does really good scores for films, and like he did the Deadpool soundtrack. He did um, blanking on other shit. My right now, <laughs> if I I have the internet at my disposal. Too lazy. Um, he also <laughs> did a lot of remixes for like Elvis songs that really work well as club songs. Uh, you know, and it just it, he turns like ordinary music into really cool music. So that's okay. the, like the the magic of him. It's like he like you may not like every little thing he does, but it kind of it's all like vibey and interesting. So yeah. Cool. Sounds like I got to check out more of his stuff. Yeah. Uh, number 11 was Charlie XCX with How I'm Feeling Now. Um, and that one, I I thought it was good. I liked the first track especially. Had kind of like some industrial vibes. Uh, the rest of it wasn't as good in my opinion, but um, ultimately I thought it was um, not a bad album. What did you guys think of it? Uh, more play another one. Oh, sorry. No, I was just agreeing with Elias. More or less the same, yeah. I yeah. didn't have a strong opinion. I felt oh. like this is another album that we kind of get to claim for the gays. Um, <laughs> Alrighty then. <laughs> this is, no, yeah. I'm, but the, the thing that I thought was really interesting is she kind of centered the production of this album and the production of music videos as like a quarantine-centered production. As an album, I like it, but I feel like she doesn't know how to end her songs. <laughs> yeah, and I didn't but... feel like some of it. It's like, okay, cool. But at the same time, it kind of follows this. Like if we had clubs in the 2020, which, you know, we don't at yeah. what point is like, it, it's like she decided to make it bedroom pop for when she's not bedroom pop, because we can't have that because you can't go out. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> Am I making sense? No, I, I totally agree with you in that aspect. Like it was definitely a quarantine heavy vibe and I did enjoy the the art album cover because it totally fit with what how we're feeling, what we're going through. And I mean the the overall album wasn't very good, but I enjoyed it quite a bit and it kind of made me feel like, okay, I'm not the only one going through this. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, let me let me just say uh props to that whole uh, Dylan Brady collaboration she did. Okay. Which song is that? Uh it's Claws. Oh, well that explains it. I fucking love that song. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good yeah. song. <laughs> And at number 10, we have our first category winner of the night. The best 420 album of the year goes to Thundercat. It is what it is. So, uh, yeah, congrats to Dante for submitting that one. Dante, do you want to give sort of your review of it? I just want to say, in the words of Salvador Dali, that perfectly fits with me. I don't do drugs. I am (laughs) drugs. (laughs) And that's how this album feels. I mean, every track like title tracks for the album king of the hill uh dragon ball durag like th- th- these tracks are what a st- like if you saw that interview thundercat did on hot ones he mm-hmm. epitomies that quote i just said i don't do drugs i literally don't but every but everybody who's ever met me constantly says all the time you look like you do every single kind of drug. (laughs) (laughs) So I just kind of vibe with this album. It just, it was a real, like if I did drugs, this is where the drugs I would like, this would be the music I did them to. I wouldn't do it to like, I wouldn't be that pretentious fucking boomers. Like, yeah, man, I fucking did it to the wall and and dark side of the moon, man. I did. I tripped acid and shrooms at the same time. I I was that kind of guy. Like, no, fuck that. I want to do something silly, something fun, something vibey. Like I, that's the kind of shit I would listen to. And it's just, it's, it's someone described Thundercat in a great explanation. He's the Carlos Santana, but the millennial version. And I thought that was the perfect, just sum up of, of Thundercat. So it's a great album. I would highly recommend that album. Yeah. Um, Thundercat's great. Um, I have a lot of love for Thundercat as well. Um, Part of what I think makes a really good album, like a really good stony album, like an album that you want to get stoned to, is like, um, like one, are the vibes on point? And two, is there like, a, for me personally, is there like a melody that you can kind of follow and like sort of pay attention to? And with, like with all of Thundercat stuff, both of those things, because like the vibes are always on point. Like you can always just chill, like no matter whether it's like a faster track um like um house sway or like a slower track like um unrequited love you know or 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 king of the hill like no matter what like there's like a baseline vibe and speaking of baselines my guy thundercat (laughs) shreds the fucking bass oh my god incredible yeah just absolutely talented uh musician talented voice so good um, so, so I think it works whether you're uh, under the influence or not. Frankly, the whole album was just like a like a wonderful, cohesive experience. I I, I definitely adored that aspect of it. Yeah, uh, very much agree. Yeah, yeah, the cohesiveness, also the huge collaborations on the yeah. album, like with Ty Dolla Sign, Little B, uh, oh, yeah. Childish Gambino, uh, Zach Fox, like just like a whole list of people, and it all and it doesn't feel like in the sense of like. Oh, this guy's on this track. This guy's on that track. This guy's on the track. Like, say, like a DJ Khaled album where it's just like somebody appears on the thing. And you're like, oh my God, they're just doing this just for the sake of getting publicity of the song. It feels like it, it works within the nature of the song. It feels like, like, hey, let's get this guy on here because it might do well for the, the for the popularity of the album. It felt like, no, it felt like they were part of the band. They were part of like the album as an experience. So it didn't feel like noticeable. It was very subtle, but still very kind of fun and also very vibrant so yeah mm-hmm. yeah, yeah i definitely have to get stoned to it 
later. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. white one. I will say regarding regarding your point, Dante, like I, I think that one of the best things that the 2010s offered us and continuing into the, into the 2020s is like jazz artists collaborating with hip hop artists is like my favorite Hell thing yeah. ever. Hell I, yeah. I love it. Um, okay, so that is Thundercat. It is what it is. Go check that album out. Best 420 album. Go smoke to that album. Uh, number nine, we have another category. Well, a runner up here. We had to pick a runner up because one of our albums won two awards. And so we had to uh, have someone else on the podcast and, you know, give out another sort of uh, award there. So our runner up for best lyrics of 2020 was Fetch the Bolt Cutters by Fiona Apple. Um, and this was Emmett's submission. So congrats, Emmett. And Woo! thank you. But don't congratulate me because I'm not a winner. So <laughs> I picked Fetch the Bolt Cutters. Um, so I, I think that this year is really interesting because we have a lot of albums that are fucking great released on the same day that another album is released that is fucking great. And both of my albums of the year, like my number ones, were released on, I wrote down the day, I said it earlier. April 17th, 2020. Yes, sir. So we had Fiona Apple's Fetch the Bolt Cutters, and hours earlier we had Sawayama. They came out on the same day. This album is an Aries. So when you think about the sign of the Aries, you think enterprising, incisive, spontaneous, daring, and active. And I think that these really apply to Fetch the Bolt Cutters. It's the first record um, Fiona Apple has had in a long time. And her coming back is powerful. The way that the album is composed, a lot of it is like very just thrown together like we have cats meowing on one track yeah. which i'm a cat person so fuck yeah and <laughs> it's very very lyrically driven because everything is so stripped back musically you get like drumming in the background songs where like the piano is just played sometimes um tracks that really stand out to me from this one are shamika i think shamika is my favorite um it's about uh, this one time when Fiona Apple got made fun of for trying to sit with the popular kids and a girl named Shamika, who was a grade above her, said, don't sit with them. They're dumb and mean and you have potential. And it led to a really, really interesting development of 2020. There's a line in Shamika that says she, um, you know, she's talked to me and now I'll never see her again. And shortly after releasing this song, Shamika reached out to Fiona Apple, and that is actually a collaboration track called Shamika Said, where Fiona sings a version of her hook from the song, and Shamika raps over it. And it's really, really, really good, and it's really fun, and you'll love to see it. No, that is epic. Right? <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't tell if you're making fun of me, but yeah, I really like it. <laughs> um, and I, I just felt like the tone of the album and the lyrics of it match what a lot of people are going through in 2020. We got this in April. So that's, uh, that's a month after the, um, quarantine starts. So people are feeling trapped, right? Cause they're stuck in their houses and you come with this album that's called fetch the bolt cutters. And yeah. the whole purpose of the album lyrically, Fiona said, fetch the fucking bolt cutters. And cut yourself out of the situation that you're in, whatever that is, if you don't like it. And so being in quarantine and having that be the message of the album is very empowering. But I also kind of took it as like a lot of people who listened to this felt this way about the situation 
that is the current president. Yeah. <laughs> and so I saw kind of a lot of, I don't know, and this is another album that I claim for the gays. Um, a lot of the, the gays TM and my friend group were kind of like, this is the closest you get to a white liberal woman singing about something that you're able to rally around and be passionate about the politics where it's not cringy or too on the nose. Yeah. Especially songs about, um, so like newspaper is about an abuser. And I feel like a lot of the songs that are about abusers or about cheaters, they have these kinds of blanket themes that can be applied to how a lot of people perceive the current president that we have. If that makes sense. Hmm. Sorry. I'm I mean, no, no, it makes perfect sense because it also re- referencing to the the kind of the abusers of like also the Me Too of yeah, how, like, the themes how it hit about like she was mentioning how like some big uh, she didn't say who, but I think you said it was a I, I don't remember if it was a record or executive or executive producer for some. I think uh, it was a record studio. exec. Yeah. Yeah. And then she was like holding some girl like he was like some kind of pet and just yeah. like it was, you know, that so that really hit hard, and especially wor- me who works in the industry. Uh, uh, I haven't been personally, uh, I've, you know, I've been at my fair share of that kind of stuff, but not in the industry, but I've seen friends and, you know, complain about those kinds of things and hear those things. So it was very real to me as well. So, and yeah, all those things is just, yeah. And, And that's one of the things that I really like about it is like lyrically, she's really creative and she's talking about these situations that pretty much everybody can relate to in some way. I will say when I first listened to it, um, it was like, when I first listened to Blonde by Frank Ocean, which was like, I was like, what the fuck is this? I don't think I like this. <laughs> um, but when you let yourself sit with the lyrics, I feel like it really stands out, which is why I am really happy that this one lyrics of 2020, because lyrically she put her whole pussy into it. <laughs> Other tracks that I like newspaper and under the table and yeah. ladies, ladies, those are like my top songs from the album. I'm a really big fan of uh, Relay. I really like Relay. Relay. Fucking, oh, so I wrote good. a note about Relay. Oh, God. I love that. I don't know what that part of the song is called, technically, but it's good. I'm a fan. Yeah. I really love On, on I Go. That one like really just felt really nice, even though it's very simplistic and very repetitive. For some reason, it, just, it felt very calm. Just, I feel like she nails that kind of thing. Yeah. So that was Fiona Apple, Fetch the Bolt Cutters, runner-up for Best Lyrics. Um, and at number eight, uh, and I'm super thankful for you guys for uh, for the Discord server for having listened to this. This was one that a good friend of mine put out, and the drums on it were performed by yours truly. Um, and this was Heaven is at a Distance by Jonathan Frazier. Um, so this was one that we recorded uh, last year. Um, a lot of blast beats on this album. It was very tiring to perform, but uh, <laughs> but it, it definitely paid off because it turned out fantastic. Um, and for those of you who haven't heard it, it's uh, sort of a shoegazy post-metal album, a lot of atmosphere, um, and a lot of hard work and, and talent poured into the album. Uh, so super happy to have worked on it, and uh, I'm happy that it won um, eighth place in our list. Um so this wasn't, this wasn't a nepotism vote, by the way. This was a genuine love for the album. Yeah, it's it's like, uh, yeah, it's really good. Um, I've only listened to the first track, admittedly, but I really liked it. And it's not really my type of music. Like, it's not what I typically listen to, but I loved it. It's good shit. 
Hell yeah. Well, yeah. To, to, to be fair, the first track is like 12 minutes long. So it's, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> I think but, that's why I appreciated it so much it, that it took so much risk and it felt very personal and felt very deep into what Jonathan was going for. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, yeah, I agree with Grant. It's not my style of, you know, it's not my vibe. It's not mm-hmm. my aesthetic. You know, I, 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 I can, I try getting into those kinds of bands, but Jonathan, I felt like was the first one I could probably palette and actually digest for the first time and actually feel a sense of like not even just the the overall sound but also the overall message and themes of the album and it kind of like i felt the pain and passion he put into that into those songs so it really it felt really real and i, I think that's why i appreciated it so much i wasn't trying to be like yeah he's you know somewhat you know a friend so i'll, I'll vote for it no it was uh, honest to god like i heard it and i was like god damn yeah yeah that's awesome it, it, i mean it really was a powerful album and especially if you um you know if you listen to which i'm sure some of you did listen to the uh interview i did with him for our listening circle youtube channel and our instagram he uh he goes into some of the you know some of the emotions that went into the album and you know his mother passing away a couple years ago and just sort of like him sort of rethinking his life and going through all these things and uh and it really it provides a little bit of context for the music behind the album and the inspiration. But uh, yeah, super good album. I think it's his best work yet. And uh, if you haven't heard it, I hope you go check it out. It's very good. At number seven, we have, and I was actually kind of surprised about this one as well, but I ended up liking it too. Um, this was Lady Gaga with Chromatica. Um, and uh, yeah, she blends a few different genres on here i thought it was good i didn't like all of the tracks but some of them were definitely very catchy and uh very upbeat and uh there's a little bit of like orchestral stuff on there too but uh yeah what did you guys think of those of you who've listened to the new lady gaga album i'm not a lady okay back when i was kind of younger and not out of the closet yet and kind of very home i wouldn't say homophobic but more like had my you know biases and prejudices towards that whole field i had a like a disdain towards and then i think the more i came out the more i I just started to accept her and started to like her and then i saw a star is born and i really enjoyed her performance in that and that made me really appreciate her as an artist but overall i so i'm saying i say this because i i'm not coming from a place of biasness towards her in the, the sense of how i used to be but um I feel like I it wasn't a horrible album. Like it's a good album, but it just was not that kind of album I really wanted to enjoy as much as I forgot the other name of that fucking album that was really good she did. But yeah, you get my point. <laughs> mm-hmm. So anyone else have thoughts on it? Uh, this was this was on my list of like things that I consider like kind of a neo disco of yeah. twenty twenty. Yeah. With like Dua Lipa's album, with the Jesse Ware album, and kind of with the Charlie XCX too. Um, I really enjoyed Chromatica. We get a lot of old Gaga sound with new Gaga confidence, which I really like. And I feel like 911 is uh, my favorite track from that personally, just because um, my biggest enemy is me is a fun thing to sing to yourself when you're trapped in your house, right? And you're forced to face yourself in a, in a way. Um, but I do think, you know, at the same time, it's not as big as some of her earlier albums, but it was, it was, it was fun. It was great. I loved it. Cool. Cool. 
At number six, we have the prolific experimental metal band from Japan, Boris, with their new album, No. Um, and I liked this one a lot. Um, sort of like I said in the previous one, kind of blends a lot of things together. There's some like thrashy vibes here. There's some doom vibes here. And kind of makes sense because they're a band that's experimented with a lot of different sounds in the past. And uh, funny enough, after we did this competition poll, they came out with another album that's a collaboration with the noise artist Mersbo and hell that, yeah that one was also super good um but yeah I, I liked this album a lot um did you guys listen to this uh yeah um it, it's definitely a perfect amalgam of uh like their their like their their whole drone catalog and like especially like um paying homage to Japanese hardcore mm-hmm yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it it just blends so well perfectly. Yeah, totally. Uh, Dante, did you listen to this one by any chance? Yes, I did, actually. Yeah, what'd you think? Surprisingly. Uh, prepare to take a shot. I've never heard of this band before. <laughs> 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 oh, man. Uh, it's just like, this, I feel like you just made this podcast just to force me to listen to bands I've never heard of or would never give the light of day. Uh, if you told me, to... <laughs> but yeah, I, 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 I wouldn't say I dislike the album. I wouldn't say I love the album, but I was definitely what I think what I appreciated about it was it kind of the sense of like the tone. I really appreciated the tone of the album in the sense of like how what it knew was going for, what knew was trying to, you know, strive and achieve and how it kind of made me feel it felt like, you know, when you first play Brutal Legend and how like like when it first like introduces you to like the omagogan god and how it's like that big thunderous fucking horror feeling just like you're like what the fuck am i getting into that's how i felt like this whole album and i i, I kind of appreciated it even though it was not my vibe i honestly appreciated that aspect of the album number five uh and this i'm also super happy that this was high in the list uh did not expect an album with so much noise in it to be uh well received by uh by the group but it was and i'm super happy about it this was clipping with visions of bodies being burned it also won best night drive album so congratulations to you grant um and yeah do you want to go ahead and introduce us to this experimental hip-hop album yeah so i've been a fan of clipping for a little bit um and this new album just it's it's so good and and why i like listening to it at night is because and and I think Elias, you'll agree with me. I don't know any of, if any of you guys uh, have listened to it, but like the it, the instrumentation is so sinister sounding. Like you have like not only noise, but like really creepy like synths that are like really well done and kind of produce like this very like evil sinister atmosphere. Like whenever I'm listening to this album, driving around at night, I simultaneously feel like someone who should be feared, and then also somebody who should be scared of somebody who I should fear. Um, yeah. And like, even though like, you know, you have like your uh, gritty noise bits and like some, some sort of abrasive stuff, like pretty much almost all the tracks have like really sick beats as well. Like yeah. say the name has um, that repeating like uh, vocal sample and builds off of that um, songs like check the lock, have a really good beat. The only one song that doesn't have like a beat per se is eaten alive which is just like it sounds like avant-garde like, like staccato-y like like i don't know like like uh 
just like creepy noises and i i think i described it as um whenever i listen to it it feels like i'm being chopped up and fed to gators in a louisiana swamp somewhere like it's it's very like i don't know for me emotionally it's a very evocative album plus um david's flow is always like really really great um there's uh going back to one of my favorite tracks uh check the lock like i think he's really good at painting a picture of um like in that song of like somebody who's like super freaking paranoid about like everything. And like, it, it's just every, the track has such a nice sense of momentum and like the album flows really well. It's yeah. I have a tremendous amount of love uh, for this album. And also some of the tracks end like super melodically in ways that you don't expect. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like pain, pain every really day good. as well. Uh, has a really nice. Yeah. It's, it's just, uh, I, I want to open it up to you guys. I want to get your thoughts. <laughs> I honestly felt like you said everything I was ever going to try to say about this album. Uh, did you play this after we saw Evil Dead? Was that the yeah, album? Yeah, this was okay. the one that I okay, played. Because I, I listened like, to it was... again, but I was just wanted to make sure that was... So me and Grant saw Evil Dead 2 uh, at the Santa Ana... Well, it was in Tustin, but the Santa Ana Frida Drive-In, uh, which they held at the in Tustin. Anyways, so he played that album for me after we went to go see the movie and honestly it felt like it was back watching evil dead again because all the old horror sound effects all the little sound bites from little horror films like obscure ones too not like oh it's just scream or i know what you did no these were like i spitting on your grave kind of shit he's like whoa bro he's pulling out the stops he's like pulling out all the fucking things i don't even like this kind of style thing but it's fucking going for me i'm vibing to this i'm feeling it it makes me feel eerie and i, I everything grant said i can't even say it. it's just he already said it. <laughs> yeah i i do i do admire uh david's uh storytelling on all the tracks i mean He's he's mastered horrorcore perfectly. Honestly, yeah. The the last album was like that too. Yeah, and, and I definitely love like all all the sound experimentation. Um, ninety six Neve Campbell is a pretty damn good track. I mean, like yeah. And and I can and I can see why uh, it won Best Night Drive album. Just like having that door knocking, like as, yeah. as, as oh you're driving. <laughs> like, holy hell. <laughs> so good yeah yeah grant i think you hit the nail on the head for for me as far as like why i liked this album more than their previous ones because i've known about them for quite a while is that like it had much it was much more beat driven and like for me personally like a lot of the industrial stuff that's more like ambient and minimalistic i usually like can't get into as much but some of the beats on this thing go hard i mean paint every day looking like meat say the name those are like absolute banger tracks and yeah i was absolutely loving it what about you emmett yeah no it's just everything y'all said they don't miss i really like this um this is another one of those albums that like the timing was everything but i think clipping usually releases around halloween don't they i wouldn't this was pushed back because of the uh this was pushed back because of the covid pandemic but um they they just uh they schedule it right on time to release for halloween Oh, okay. I thought that was something that they did purposefully because I feel like like Night Drive released right as the nights are getting longer. It's the perfect song for the category, and it's, honestly, it's yeah, the perfect song for the Halloween season, and perfect song or a perfect album for the Night Drive. So yeah, what all y'all said, they don't miss. Yeah. 
perfect. Um, yeah, go check out Clipping if you haven't already. They're awesome. I saw them live at the Adult Swim Festival last year too. That was a super awesome. Um, yeah, super talented guys. We're going to continue our top five with the number four album of the year, which I know all of us loved. Uh, Jesse Ware, what's your pleasure? Um, what's your pleasure? <laughs> this was, uh, yes, this is kind of like a post-disco uh, album. Um, probably the best like disco throwback out of the, all the ones we've mentioned so far. Honestly, it doesn't even feel like a post or a throwback. It honestly feels like a genuine disco album. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I would agree with that as well. I mean, it it literally is like a time machine to the 70s. It's- honestly, I felt like a Donna Summer record, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Like, literally, I, I honestly could not tell the fucking difference. I mean, other than probably the cover because it's the full yeah but no seriously i i I honestly we've said so much on the previous episode before about it but every i thought i would would, this album would wear itself off on me maybe like the 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 kind of the effect of it maybe would probably wear off no no it kept its true core to the very end were you scared that it was gonna jesse wear off of you oh my god Got him. All right, sorry, I couldn't resist. <laughs> oh my god, I'll give you that one. Fine, <laughs> uh, but no, just honestly, like, I like, like Emmett was saying, we haven't felt the the club setting of the, of this music. And honest to God, honest God, I'm not a club guy. I grew up in Miami. My brother used to work at a mansion and spaced, and I've been to those clubs. I've been to all those things. I don't really like that crowd. I fucking hate that crowd. But honest to God, if this was playing at those nightclubs, if that was honestly playing at those nightclubs, I would 100% go. I would fucking dress up like my dad did back in the fucking 80s, like total fucking Travolta style Saturday Night Fever, and just honestly boogie the fuck down until I could fucking drop, okay? I fucking love this album. It is a masterpiece among every level. It is a 10 out of 10. It's a masterpiece. (laughs) Yeah, you said everything yeah. on my mind. Yeah, um, it's just like I had like a list in my house of like Neo Disco 2020, and you could put it as a spectrum of like the album is an album, like the albums of the Neo Disco are like where the art artist's comfort zone is. So like I really think the Dua Lipa song, the Dua Lipa album is great. There's parts of it where you're like, I can see the roots in modern part in modern pop, and I feel like what's your pleasure is kind of the only one of these records that is completely absorbed in like its own era if that makes sense so like comparing it to maybe like chromatica or future nostalgia or even uh side b by carly ray jameson it's like completely retro it's completely original it doesn't really sound like anything else that was made in this decade i know we just started the decade <laughs> <laughs> All right, perfect. And then at number three, we have Ultramano by Idols. Yes. Um, that was the also the runner-up for a 2020 anthem. Uh, super uh, rockin' 2020 uh, punk album. And uh, yeah, what did you guys think about it? Honestly, when I made that category 2020 anthem, I meant like 2020 of the revolution of the whole political spectrum that's going on right now with the whole black lives matter protests the current uprising of the social class warfare uh how we're being screwed over constantly and this honestly felt like this kind of song and next to the one that won the category which i won't say because i'm gonna let you do it but uh the idols ultra felt like yeah this makes me want to go 
to DC with my $600 fucking check and go grab a fucking soup can and throw it at somebody's fucking head. Honest <laughs> to God. <laughs> It's just for my family, I swear. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I do, I do love the album's energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. same here. Yeah. Super energetic. Yeah, one of the one of the one of the greatest punk releases of this year. At number two, we have, and this one also kind of surprised me. I probably am going to disagree with you on uh, this one a little bit, but um, number two was the weekend with After Hours. Um, sort of yes. an sort of an R and B uh album i don't really know how i'd describe it but um yeah i don't have a whole lot to say but what did you guys think about it well first off fuck you because um, <laughs> <laughs> that album is a fuck okay i don't even like the weekend mm-hmm. i don't even like the weekend the weekend can suck my literal dick okay but this album from start to finish honest to god was a fucking vibe and a half like I put the that the after hour song alone, the after hour song alone makes me want to get up and dance. Any meme someone has made about it, any kind of little tiny tidbits anybody has made anything on that fucking album has honest to God. I've played the the memes of the Will Smith meme over and over again on it. It just it oh my God, it honestly feels like. I'm in the movie drive. I'm Ryan Gosling. I'm literally me and I'm fucking driving with that. And it, it, the synths, the, the honest, uh, I can't even describe in words. It's, it's like that meme is like pure fucking cinema. Well, this is pure fucking magic. It was just golden dripped to its core, dripped out of my mouth and everything I ever wanted out of a fucking album. It was like that neo-noir fucking just vibe of driving around the city it, honestly that could have won night drive album as well next clipping because that that felt like something i could go around and i felt like i was in a cinema movie i on it ah, i can't even, someone else talk i can't even describe it <laughs> i mean i i do love the uh 80s throwback uh blinding blinding likes is pretty damn good and i was actually surprised to see uh one oh tricks point never actually co-produce some tracks on that thing Mm-hmm. One of tricks did the uh, uncut gems. Uh, yep, soundtrack. he did, and uh, and I think after hours kind of led to the weekend collaborating on uh, one of tricks point never's track no nightmares off of uh, magic one of tricks point never, which I thought was a pretty good album that came out mm-hmm. this year. Uh, yeah, that one was another good <laughs> night drive. Um, but yeah, yeah, we had a lot of good ones for that category, and this ended up being the runner-up for night, for best night drive album. So totally, yeah. totally see where you guys are going with that. But um, yeah, I personally I didn't really care for like the vocals. I guess I don't know, it just wasn't really my type of style of music. But uh, but I could definitely see the talent behind it. So um, so yeah, congratulations to the weekend. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> but uh, so before we get into our number one of the year, which some of you have probably guessed by now, uh, but uh, we also wanted to go over what our worst album was of the year because when I was doing the calculations for the poll, I noticed there was one that was pretty low down. A lot of people marked that they hated it. Um, and after you know doing a, a little bit of a listen to it, I can definitely see why. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, we have the Green Day album, Father of All, um, the 100 Pure 
100% pure uncut rock album with no trap beats or Swedish songwriters. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, who wants to go first about their thoughts on? on oh that? my gosh. First, first, because I have only a very few amount of thoughts. Before we started this podcast, I was told to. Um, listen to the track um i want to stab you in the heart i wish the singer singer did stab me in the heart instead of listening i didn't even listen to all of it i only made it 36 seconds in i was like yeah it's kind of getting old how long have i been listening to this less than like a minute so to to anybody who actually listened to this thing in its entirety like you're braver than i am like congratulations (laughs) oh my god i don't even okay look i don't like green day uh, but I'll give fair some. I'll give fair props to Green Day when they do do good fucking albums. I honest to God like that first Duke that Duke. Well, it's not the first album, but that Dookie album. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's Last a good one. album. Uh, you know, I may be a Green Day hater, but the moment, uh, the moment I put "Stab You in the Heart" on or "Father of All," I was like, ah. What is this ear garbage? Who fucking decided this was a releasable <laughs> album? Who thought to themselves, you know what? I think we have a banger on here, guys. Wait, wait. <laughs> fucking the Grammys are calling. It's been nominated. No, fuck you. It's horrible. <laughs> what the fuck were they? Literally, okay. Their career has a, a, a fucking like legacy to it. I don't like their career, but it has a legacy to it. I will admit that. This feels like they just took a giant shit all over that fucking legacy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I, I've, I've pointed this out to lots of people numerous times, but like each track, like if you close your eyes and you play it and envision a car commercial in your head, it fits perfectly <laughs> in such a horrible way. Like it has, it has, it has, it has the clapping, it has the whoa's and the oh yes, like <laughs> yeah, car commercial definitely sums it up. I felt like they were kind of trying to aim for what Jake Shears does kind of naturally. Anybody with me on that or not? I mean, I, I'm not Jake familiar Shears. with Jake Shears at, at the top of my head. I don't know. He's he's like a rock guy and he's cool and he's all about like authenticity, but he's not cringe about it at all because he's just comfortable and not like, oh, I don't use uh, uh, Swedish. You know, it's just more about like, this is me and what I do. And, like, I was looking at some of the imagery where they're using, like, imagery from, like, a pride parade and stuff in some of their music videos. And I was just like, y'all really, really want to be something you're not, huh? (laughs) A bunch of yes people were like, yes, if you put that in the album, it'll be good. Yes, if you put that in the music. And it's like, these people have too much money. Too many people are saying yes to them in the production of the things that they are making. Yeah. Well, it doesn't even feel like when I listen to it, I'm like, I don't think like Green Day actually wrote this. I think some record executive like wrote it and handed it to them and told Billy Joe Armstrong to do like vocals or not. But was he Swedish? Right. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. He's he's American, so that makes the hugest difference. Right. Hundred (laughs) percent. Yeah. Yeah, but either way, their record contract's done. Uh, I I don't know if that was like some sort of maneuver to like get out of it, but it's (laughs) still a shit album. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. So yeah, worst album of the year. Funny enough, Fantano actually gave it his number three al- worst album of the year. So that means there's two albums out there worse than this. Apparently, Jesus but... Christ. What <laughs> yeah, that uh, uh, no, like uh, I, I found out it was a uh, Trapped and Tory Lanes. Oh so. well, I feel like that already goes in the garbage. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, yeah, that's already a garbage man. got a little too headstrong and ready to take on anyone. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're going to hear good. this podcast and then fucking blast us on fucking parlor. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. That'll, dude, that'll get us the most publicity we've ever had. Uh, <laughs> uh, from from oh. the wrong audience. Yeah. Name and fortune, here we come. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And. Now, the moment you've all been waiting for, the best album of the year, winner of two categories, best lyrics of 2020 and 20, uh, best anthem of 2020, um, we have Run the Jewels with RTJ4. And uh, congrats, Shane, for claiming this one. I know we all kind of wanted to like claim it, and you, you snabbed it. So good job on that one. I'm surprised nobody like claimed it in the first minute. Well, yeah. the motherfucking jewels. I was actually yeah, thinking uh, about it, but I was like, I want to be different. I want to put a different album on. I'm a dumbass. Yeah. Like, I, I was honestly yeah. the god. Like, yeah, let me put. Yeah, no, no, no. Let me not do run the jewels. <laughs> Checkmate. So yeah, uh, run the jewels. The the best hip hop album uh, of of our recent memory, probably. Shane, do you want to give us an introduction to it? So uh, I I've discovered a lot of. Uh, new bands and uh in quarantine and uh run run the jewels was among one of them and like i i adored run the jewels too and i actually got to find out what zach de la roca of rage against the machine has been up to recently yeah so i i I was i was yeah i was definitely hyped up for uh run the jewels four um it is a great fucking out like uh like it's it's LP and Killer Mike doing what they've always done. Like they're like the, the, the chemistry is perfect. It's always like 50-50, like between like bars. It, it's actually got some of the best bars on there. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like yeah. Uh what one of one of the one of the most hard hitting ones was in just look at all these slave masters posing Ooh. on your dollar. Yes. Honestly feels like a rage line. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like it feels like something that like Zach would have like made before, like outside of this collaboration on his own, right? So, and it, I, it, I, yeah. I also like the phrasing of like on your dollar, right? Because yeah. it's like ultimately it's like like money is power and like it's ours, you know. But like they're posing on it and it belongs to us. Exactly. I like the framing of that a lot. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and it honestly, as, feel sorry, good. Oh, as as for the. uh anthem of a 2020 aspect i mean it came out at like exactly the right time the like the lyrics aged so well because i mean i mean this this could have been recorded like last year but Mm -hmm. like not not, now it's just as relevant as ever like what with all the shit that happened this year uh well the i can't breathe light was was in late was even towards george floyd and it's still fucking relevant yeah. yeah, and uh, and uh, M- Mavis Staples, Mavis Staples' line, uh, "There's a grenade in my heart, and the pin is in their palm." I mean, yeah, yeah, that that Floyd incident, like every everyone snapped, and yeah. uh, th- this is truly the soundtrack to a revolution. Hell yeah, absolutely. Get the Galishnikov comrade. Yeah, uh, <laughs> r- r- run the jewels should be blessed with such an honor. <laughs> oh fuck yeah. Yeah, and then LP's production on top of all of it, it's like not only are these lyrics so relevant and so powerful and moving, but like just like the the beats on these things and the sound design is just hard, like, hard, yeah. 
hard. And it really yeah. hits the lyrics like really well. Like I think a good example of that is um off of Holy Callum a Fuck. Oh, where yeah. oh yes. Through like like it goes from one beat to the other and it like yes. it kind of slows down but it still has that fucking attitude and and it's still very much a banger you know yeah uh, it, yeah that's Super one of my impressed. favorite classic lp production tricks is like you change the beat halfway through and like it goes even harder it's like oh it's yeah so yeah but i also i think what i really appreciate is also kind of the tone how i was able to blend these tones together because not only had it that serious side to it it also had the like humorous comedic kind of like goofy side to it but still kind of hit hard at the same time like even though there's that uh why am i blanking on his name the uh, fuck but he had the line of like let me buy a hot dog stand because I'm trying to be frank. That, that was that two chains. <laughs> two chains, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, and looking Hard, back, that I, that slaps. It's goofy <laughs> as fuck, but it slaps. Yeah. But looking just, looking back, uh, I'd have to say like "Out of Sight" is my definite favorite track on that yeah, album because like the, the the beats so fucking amazing and like especially the hot dog stand line. <laughs> Best oh, bar of 2020 to go with it is great. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah wonderful. Uh what about you, Emmett? Any thoughts on Run the Jewels? I liked it. I'm sorry. I, 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 there was a lot of really really good music that came out this year. I felt mm. like the timing of Run the Jewels 4 was perfect. I am a huge fan of the song Just in particular. Um, but overall, I, I, I wasn't, I, I guess I just don't share it with y'all. Uh, I thought it was okay. Well, that's the gulag for you. That's best note to end on. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Album of the year, one center. It, it's okay. Now you know how I feel about, about the weekend and getting shot on by everyone. Okay, you're that's both also how I feel about both. the weekend album, too, though. Oh, you're <laughs> both getting the cool <laughs> hate you. Oh, Ooh. man. Uh, Cue that nice. Anakin scene from Star Wars. I hate you. Oh. <laughs> you are my brother, Anakin. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry. You are the chosen one. Like the production, the production on it is amazing, but I don't know. It was okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh uh, man, this must have been how uh, that Pitchfork writer felt when they reviewed the Mars Volta, Francis the Mute, and they gave it like. Oh a, no, they were they were even more wrong. I, than, I, I, they I were cannot more wrong forgive Pitchfork for that. I cannot uh, forgive Pitchfork. I yeah, pitch, I, I don't. Pitchfork even also gave a low rating to the Ultramana, so fuck them. Uh, fuck Wait, yeah, uh, what? What they give it? I think like. Uh, like, hold on, I gotta Google it. <laughs> My brain wants to say a six or a four, but I I don't remember Jesus. at the moment. Oh, uh, Pitchfork, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, bros. Uh, Anybody who doesn't agree with my opinions, I, I have to express an anger about that because I I just like being mad. Exactly. You know, of course. Why don't exactly. they agree with me? Like I'm right. Yeah, they don't agree with me in particular. How could they? They gave it a five point five. Oh my Ooh. god! Big bro. I mean, I, I let, let me let me just say, like, uh, as Brockhampton made their fans chant, "Fuck Pitchfork." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's where we end it right there. Fuck Pitchfork. Perfect. There we go. Oh, yeah. make, make we're, we're, replacing, right we're replacing Pitchfork. Yes, we did it. Yep. Doing it that, would, that would be that would be a lot better to me. Taking over. Yeah. Yeah. Go off. This is how we. This is how we achieve world peace and solve hunger. <laughs> yes <laughs> blending the two podcasts <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway um 
there you have it, folks. RTJ4 is officially Listening Circle's album of the year for 2020. And um, be sure to check out all the albums we mentioned. They're all fantastic. We're going to have some playlists uh, that you can listen to on Spotify and Apple Music and all that jazz. Um, If you want to tell us about how much you love or hate these albums, uh, be sure to join the Discord server and yell at us about it. Um, we're going to do another competition like this next year. We're doing all sorts of fun stuff in the server all the time. Um, so join that in the description and, uh, huge thanks to all of you for participating, uh, everyone in the discord server for participating, everyone in the, who's listening to the podcast for supporting us, uh, huge shout out to all of you guys. Um, and yeah, this Discord server was uh, kind of a lifesaver for me in 2020. I don't know about any of you Hell guys. Hell, but... motherfucking here, here. Yeah, yeah no, this, it, is, it, this is a good. It's great getting to. This is a good. It's great. It's great getting to chat with all of you. So yeah, and we're gonna be doing even more of that in 2021. It's gonna be super awesome. Yeah, boy. Um, <laughs> so um, yeah, you're all wonderful people. Love you all. Um, and happy New Year because that's around the time this will probably come out. Um, and yeah, we will see everyone in 2021. Cheers. Yeah, happy Black New Lives Year. Matter and fuck Pitchfork. <laughs> fuck Pitchfork. Pitchfork.